Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Grim After Show at After Buzz TV. We're going to talk about werewolves, Natalind, Diana, all this and more on the Grim After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Uh, hey guys, welcome back to the After Buzz TV Grim After Show. We're so excited to talk to you about lycanthropia. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Tweet me throughout the week, throughout the show at that Zach Wilson. Now let me, let me introduce my fantastic panel. Hey, Tari I'm Tari Miller. J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-Y. I'm waiting for you Yell to Teagle. Hi guys, Yell Teagle here. You can tweet at me at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm in the chat with all of you. Happy Easter. Yes. Happy Easter. Let's talk about death fry werewolves. That sounds like Easter to me. <laughs> yeah. Right? Is that that's not what Easter's about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, not familiar quite. with this holiday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Lord Savior was died, was scratched by a werewolf, rose again yeah. in wolf form. That sounds right. So we start with our opening quote. Okay, of course, of course. Two nights ago. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah. Uh, but that it threw me off for a second. I was like, is is that the quote? Like, because I so usually silly. the first thing when I watch it, I like pause it because I I write down the quote. And uh, but it was two nights ago. Um, they did like a little uh, prologue. Yeah. Uh, Grimaniac says this is the first episode of the history of the show that there was an opening scene before the quote. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I thought. Magic. Uh, yeah. But the actual quote when they came in with it. The world is full of obvious things which nobody by chance ever observes. Which is uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. It's a Sherlock oh. Holmes quote. Ooh. Nice. So uh, picture it said by Benedict Cumberbatch and you'll be good. I like the it. The world is full of... I was not going to try <laughs> to like mimic Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm, Benedict Trust Cumberbatch. me, anyone who listens to the Sleepy Hollow after show and has heard me attempt British accents every week knows I don't want you don't want me going there. You just got to go really low and mumbly. <laughs> no. Okay, let's talk Way about Grim. Guys, let's talk about Grim. Yeah. Uh, okay. and I want I want to talk about that prologue first cuz this was great. This was awesome. It was like super short, but like one of my like it's mythology building for the show. I'm like driving stuff forward. Nerd. Uh what? I just love it. I love when you nerd out. All right, calm down. Gets me excited. I'm talking to myself now. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> cuz I was getting excited. Uh, but so Nick finally, like, well, you got excited, I'm imagining, because Nick, like, he goes down there in the middle of the night to work on the tunnel and then just, like, takes his shirt off and he's just like, bam, bam. And that was that was old, before he left for the tunnel. Yeah, I know. It was so good. <laughs> Guys. Um, no, he got the, he was working on prying open the door. Um, yeah, so. Tari knows what that was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this uh, episode was written by our good friend, Jeff Miller, who was live yeah. in the studio with us. Yeah. Um, which I think he listened to me finally when I said, hey, why is everyone wearing shirts? We should we should stop that. And that's He put it think. in just for you. They went back. They redid the scene. Yeah, I think yeah. when he was writing the scene, he thought, you know what this scene needs? Him to take his shirt off. <laughs> Yell would like this. Uh, <laughs> Nick takes his shirt off. Although, I will say something, and it's not just because I like him shirtless, but because it's weird. He was all sweaty down there, and then he puts his shirt on to come back up? Yeah. 
Mm. So he doesn't like get scratched by all the old metal. I would say I would agree with that. Like if you're you have to like climb through a bunch of rocks and like you might bump into the wall with a bunch of sharp things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you don't want to like get cut by mystery rocks. Who knows what kind of diseases yeah. are down there? And no what? one likes tetanus. Tetanus is bad. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you guess? I don't know. Um, but so the big thing is he goes down there with. with Two purposes, and the mm-hmm. first was to stash the the stick of destiny, mm-hmm. as I'm calling it. Like it was the magic box that holds possibly the stick of destiny, possibly the wrap of destiny. What was your yeah the wrap of destiny? What was your theory about the stick? That it was There's something about schlepping. Oh, yeah. the rod of a schleppius. Sure. Again, I don't care to learn how to properly pronounce it. I like saying schlep every week. And um, yeah, me too. And um, Yggdrasil is my option. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Russian. Yeah. Probably Sorry. both. Um, I know a lot of people have said that they think it's a piece of the of Jesus's cross. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It doesn't, uh, like, just because we've never, I don't think we've addressed it on the show um, while we're talking about the stick. I, I don't think that's where they're going to go with it. Why not? Um, it Dealing with, like, stuff with uh, that directly into Christianity, like, it was a piece of the cross, it doesn't feel like grim style. Right. Yet explaining Hitler as a some sort of Vesson does. That's not religious. Dealing with a religious artifact like that and giving it metaphysical powers is a very big step to make in a show. It would be something that, like, Dominion would absolutely do. So I disagree. I think that they could easily go that route without it having anything to do with Jesus. Right? Like, it could have been Jesus' cross, and it might have magical powers. But I think you can do that. Ironically, we're talking about this on Easter. Um, And we could do that without it being oh jesus had magic powers or whatever well, but then if you essentially saying that this piece of this mythology um has magic power says that that mythology has uh truth in it which means that you are endorsing that mythology and would it would start to imply things like was jesus like a zauber beast or was he this or that Things like which i think is so much I more would, interesting than i the would find it story. very i would find it very interesting for that a path to go down remember this is network tv and i just don't think that that's the direction that they're right. going to take network tv which has um what is it exodus and gods and prophets and the passion and anything else what am i forgetting a- those are almost all on abc isn't the passion? All right, going on, moving on, moving on. Either way, um, I, it's just it's, Nick. it's just not where I think it's just not where I think the show's going with it. I could be wrong, and only ah, time will tell. James Foran in the chat, thank you. Says the Grimms were crusaders. Wouldn't the splinter uh, of fate be part of the cross? Possibly. Hmm. I would. I would agree that like the that it would make sense for them to be hiding that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I just it. It would have to be that one thing, as opposed to like when we're saying, "Oh, it's Isidral. Oh, it's the Rod of Vishlepius. Like the, it could be that one thing could apply to all of those different sure. things at once, right. as opposed to this one historical event. Because you couldn't like make you couldn't make that 
all of those. It just wouldn't work that way. Okay, because that's so. a very specific, it's not a mystical object. That's like a one thing that was really there. Like, regardless of whether anything around it was real or not, or magical or not, that thing existed. Well, what if... Right, as a large object. What if instead of being, like, the cross, it's like a piece of the spear that, like, pierced his side or whatever? So Because there have been a number of different spear... Uh, spears throughout time and history and things of that. That could make more, that could be leaned on a little more. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, it could have, like, a staff could have been broken and turned into what we have now, which then right. was a spear, which before that was part of a tree, which before that, like, all the, you know. Right. I respectfully disagree. I don't think that's that, I, I, I don't think that's where we're going. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing right. that it's a possibility. Okay. Um, but anyway, he stashed it in the tunnel. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he opened the tunnel, doesn't know where it goes. There's a real deep fall. This seems like a good place yeah, to hide. Yeah, he gets it open. Uh, I, I do I do agree with you that, like, once you know that it, there's, like, a passageway there, yeah. maybe you find a different space. Because, like, who knows what or who is down there? Hey, what's on the other side? Um, the Crusaders. They're alive. The seven grim Crusaders just crawl out. Are unique. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but so I mean, he drops a rock down there as a test, and it just keeps going. <laughs> that was yeah. so funny. Uh, I mean, I guess you. What, what would your your guys' next step be? Like, I would think. Like for me, I would like take a rope, like in a some kind of rope and pulley system, and just lower a lantern down. Yeah. Like well, slowly. I, I mean, was thinking glow sticks. I was. I watch Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> That would uh, work too. I yeah, that might, that would be good. <laughs> I was thinking like a GoPro, like or mm. like a drone or something like that can kind of help you see what's down there. A without... GoPro with like a little lantern on yeah. it. Yeah, like yeah. Even yeah, the drone, like um, like I'm thinking agents. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> thinking of uh, the Fitz. the dwarves. Yeah, Fitz. Uh, that'd be funny. Um. <sighs> But as we've seen in other tunnels on that show, when you throw things down there, that you could just lose signal, and then you're dead in the water anyway. Or it would get eaten. That's why you keep it on a rope. Yeah. Yeah. Transmitting data back to your iPhone. <laughs> That's how GoPros work. No, I know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, but so he's in. Like, what do you, like, I want to theorize now and not wait for the end of the show. What do you guys think is down there? Oh, I have no clue. It could be anything. It literally could be anything. It's like, what's in the box? Anything. <laughs> but it has to be Another something. stick. It has to be something under Portland. This isn't necessarily, like, this is where it gets, it's, like, kind of weird. Because this isn't, like, a mystical place that Nick just happened to get as a home. It's, like, he bought this place. Mm -hmm. There happened to be a basement with a secret hatch. Yeah. It, I think it's a tunnel that leads to somewhere very important within Portland. I would imagine it's going to lead to either a Black Claw base mm -hmm. or, like, directly into HW. I was thinking the same thing. It doesn't make sense that it would lead us to the magic Black Portal. <laughs> <laughs> the magic portal. That's not how it works. Um, ooh. Oh. Oh, shield reference. What? It's totally a passageway. 
to to the, where uh, Simmons was. Hote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's. All right. No spoilers okay. for Shield. Um, uh, <laughs> you're a half a season behind. Yeah. No. Go just on. Be respectful. <laughs> you be respectful. I am. Okay. That's why I'm stopping you. Narnia. Tari says water and Narnia. Tari. I feel like if it led to either HW or Black Claw's uh, hideout. It would be too coincidental. Like, I would want it to be something where he, he goes down there, he finds the reason why all of this, like, stuff keeps happening in Portland. Like, it, like Portland is a beacon for Vestin activity, and I'd like whatever the reason for that to be, whatever the reason for that is, to be down there. That would be cool. I just, like, basically, because he just, like, happened to buy this place, there was, unless we learned that there was something behind him choosing this specific spot mm-hmm. right um it, it, it almost anything that's too heavily to do with like him being a grim yeah feels super coincidental yeah so amber in the chat says it sounded like water uh jaylen says it's narnia um oh. vanessa says maybe shanghai tunnels um also the helmet lydia the Hellmouth is not down there <laughs> trust us <laughs> it's the um, atlantis uh, all sorts of all right, there's a lot, a of, lot th- of theories. There's a lot of possibilities. Literally, um, it could, the underworld. Just like we it still have, a, just like we still have a lot to talk about in this week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Let's I want to move on from there, and I want to talk. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to all the stuff with the lycanthropes, and uh, and uh, all that at, towards the, the second half of the show. But I want to talk about Adeline and Renard. Uh, throwing a wrench in the Natalie. Yeah, they're just like, hey, you guys enjoying Natalie? Well, what do you think after this? <laughs> I still like Natalie. Yeah. I Show. Th- I think Renard is... I don't is, know why I got so angry. <laughs> I think Renard is just throwing her deeper into this Natalie thing, right? Like, the more he talks about Diana, the less she wants to be with him. Well, he's right. putting her on the defensive, basically. Yeah. He's like, even if she was like having doubts, when somebody outside of it, especially an ex, comes in and is like, well, I don't think you're very happy with them. You're like, no, screw you. I'm <laughs> totally happy. Like, yeah. back off me. I don't know. <laughs> That's how I imagine. That's sort of like my sum up of this scene is like how Adeline went about it. Um, he's like throwing her other exes in there. You know Meisner? <laughs> yeah. Um, stop ruining things, Renard. <laughs> um, I cannot wait to see her, even with half her powers back, even with whatever powers she has back now, going to Meisner and being like, you jerk. That's going to be so fun to see. Her angry and him on the defensive. I that I'm so excited. Well, that's so hot. Why was she mad? At, why would she be mad at Meisner? Because she just discovered oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, Meisner yeah. was involved in the abduction of her daughter and returning her to the resistance. That he's like talked to her since then. Yeah, 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 has, yeah, yeah. has made contact with like everyone around her and has not mentioned the fact that since that he has seen her daughter more recently than she has. Yeah, like took care of the king for her, took the daughter, made sure she was safe. But didn't bring her back to her mother. Also didn't tell her. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's going to be so fun. Uh, yeah, and I, but I, I think it is worth noting how much quicker, and not that it's unreasonable for her to get mad at Renard here, but how much mm. quicker she does get mad than we've seen her recently, where she's been very so- like she's been very soft spoken and like trying to get things done, like more or less like stressed because she's dealing with a baby. 
but more or less happy and reserved. Mm -hmm. This is Adeline as we've known her. She's very quick to anger. She she force pulls over her water. Um, I don't remember what it is that she says when she gets up to walk out, but like at that moment, I went, "Oh man, she's hexing beast." Yeah, like it's it's pretty much back. Um, Kendall in the chat says, "Yes, Meisner, Adeline, SmackDown," and David suggests that maybe Adeline will kill him. <clears throat> David, you're in the wrong show. <laughs> wrong show. Adeline will kill who? Meisner? Yeah. <laughs> wrong show. David. <laughs> um, Sorry, my hex and beast is coming back. <laughs> your hex and beast? Yeah, I'm getting angry. Go on. Oh, oh no. I thought you were like, never mind. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because she's in love with Adeline's hex and beast, and her hex and beast is coming back. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I do, I, I, but yeah, I know you. I know you must have been laughing, or at least with a big smile. When it was just, maybe I should live with both of you. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, that sounded great. That's the Natalie plus Renard family. Oh man! That's, I mean, it's gonna be. They're gonna have Natalie. some real awkward Natalie. family reunions as the years progress. Well, I mean, she, before Juliet died, um, it seemed like that was where we were headed, was this weird threesome family with um, Adeline and Juliet and Nick because Adeline was pregnant with a baby, right? So that's where we thought we were headed. So it only makes sense that if Diana comes back, we're going to have this Kelly, Diana, Renard, Nick, you know, family. It My takes kid could beat up your kid. Guys, it takes a village. True. <laughs> to raise half sibling yeah. kids. So it depends on the nature of Diana's return. If she comes back as this like killing machine mm-hmm. in the same vein as Eve, then no one's raising her because she's already become a monster. But like if she is someone who does need to be taken care of and she's just kind of like floating from house to house, then yeah, we can have this like Three's company deal going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is that, remember, he said that Diana is with the Resistance, not with HW. And those two are not the same thing. Correct. Uh, So I'm very curious why he returned her to the Resistance as as a member or as a leader in a very, another, like, organization that may or may not be on the same side as the Resistance. But, like, it seems weird to, like... That he's double dipping a little bit at this point. Oh, I, I feel like he's always been double dipping. And yeah. um, so Amber suggested that maybe Meisner can control her, can help uh, Adeline control her hex and beast like he did with Eve, which makes me think that if Diana was brought into HW, then she would have been trained to be a weapon. And he, because of his feelings for Adeline, wanted to make sure that her daughter <laughs> was taken care of nice. and not trained to be a weapon. Meisner, you big old softy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Vanessa says Adeline's real Hexen is the real Hexen beast and she will use her powers to protect her children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the big thing that, uh, that, that is going to throw a wrench to whatever Renard is trying to, to do here is yeah. his decision. He now has to make a decision about whether or not he's going to run for mayor. Um, and he's got Rachel pressing him on it with the, the push from like, that wasn't Lucian on the phone, right? You know, that was a new voice. That was because that was like a very heavy accent that I couldn't quite place. Like, part for a moment, I thought it was like a like an African accent, but then it might have been like 
like I don't think it was I don't think it was German or Austrian like well, definitely wasn't Meisner. <laughs> that much no. I can tell you. Um, but I was trying to place it. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any ideas? I think I think it's going to be the leader of Black Claw. That's what it's. That's how the it seemed. Leader. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seemed in terms of identifying the accent, it seemed closer to um, Haruno. Yeah. Hanano. Hanano. <coughs> Yep. Hanano? Hanano, yes. Seemed closer to his accent. <laughs> I was like, what are you trying, trying to say? trying to remember Marwan? His yes, Marwan. Seemed closer to his accent than anything. So, a Middle Eastern accent? I guess so. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, Big Bad must be Middle Eastern? Yeah. Okay, just clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think either way, like, this has to be... If not the higher up, like the highest up, the leader of Black Claw, yeah. one of the like main council of people mm-hmm. um, who's like a step above Lucian. Like Lucian's like the local leader. Right. Like he's in charge of like maybe not even just Portland, but like the Western United States. Like right. maybe he is that much territory. Sure. Um, but he's definitely just like a, like almost like a lieutenant. And right. there's a, this is like, a general or like just below. I yeah. would like to see H Claw HW's <laughs> Sorry, HW's H map. H the name. <laughs> their map of the Black Claw and like how it's broken up because then we would know where Lucian is in charge of. Like I want to see I want to see what they got yeah. so that we can understand what's happening. All right. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When are they uh, going to use all the plot points to uh Triangulate it's nice. Um, <laughs> the Doctor Claw. Yeah. James Foreman says. <laughs> yes, James Foreman says it's Doctor Claw. Oh my god. <laughs> and Lydia uh, Cabreros says, "Go gadget, go." <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I, I'm wondering when they're gonna use, like, when we're gonna find out what the hierarchy is inside of Black Claw. I mean, because right now we've had a. a assortment of people who seem like leaders like we had the guy who died earlier in the season when they were trying to trap nick um who was then replaced by lucian uh and then there's someone above lucian so like i really want to know what the infrastructure is of this organization yeah i mean i'd be very interested like they haven't really gotten into either one's like organizational like setups yeah right um we only have the ground level of HW. We only have the ground level of Black Claw. So right. I'm looking forward to it. We have plenty of episodes left to get into it. That's the beauty. Like, we're only on, what, episode 15? Oh, we have so much left. Yay! Yeah. Uh, 14. We're on 14. Got excited. Sorry. Um, <laughs> even more. Yeah. We've, I guess that leaves us with, what, eight episodes? About. Yeah. To go? Um, and they're filming the final episode now. Ooh. Oh, nice. Scoop. That's, it. That's, my, that's my scoop. Cool. Um, but so uh, Eve also has broken, she breaks into Renard's place, or to, to Rachel's, Rachel's place, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, to Snoop, and like she finds the poster. <laughs> that poster. Come on, H. I mean, I did it too. Yeah. Come on, Black Claw. Get a better graphics design program um, <laughs> or department. I've decided that that poster is currently framed and Sasha owns it. Like, I'm positive that, that, would that be funny. Sasha yeah. has that. 
if I, I mean, if I was Sasha, I would want to take that home right? too, or at least get like it, I'm like, guys, can you make a print for me? Oh, no, I yeah. would get that one framed and take it home and yeah. be like, this is. Well, I guarantee you, they have uh, at least like two or three on set just in case it gets creased or something. Um, so like, yeah, I know yeah. how production works. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I know how TV works. Go on. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I, now I want one like signed by Sasha. Like that's like I want that on my wall. I'll see. see I'll see what I can do. Yeah, let's work on that. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I said I'll see what I can do. All right. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, any other, like. So she has it. She passes that info off to Nick, and they all are basically, because she's basically, look at the date on the label. Uh, It's like, because she knows, like, they obviously had this ready. Um, Mm -hmm. We know that. Yeah. But do you think they don't trust the captain? They seem to mostly. They don't think he was behind the assassination anyway. Right, I right. think it's clear. Well, first off, I think it's clear that Eve <clears throat> is really good at her job, right? Like, as much as we laugh about how silly those wigs look and how clearly they stand out, yeah. like, they're not subtle wigs. Worst spy wigs. <laughs> yeah, but she's really good at her job, which is ironic because I feel like Juliet never went to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Eve is so good at her job uh, that she discovered this. And I think that it's not that they don't trust Renard, it's that they see that. Um, Black Claw has reached out to him or has been, you know, trying to turn him so that he, although at this point they don't not trust him, they might in the future be hesitant. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've made lots of strides. Like he, he was a, a bad guy, but like they've been on so many adventures with him and he's helped them so much that like for, it would be weird if they just immediately turned on him. So they're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I, they're going to ask what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I'm very curious to see what he does with that. I still maintain my prediction from, uh, like it was last week or two weeks ago, um, that he's going to do it, uh, but he's going to be a double agent. Mm. Um, and maybe we're left questioning Mm -hmm. which side he's really on. Yeah. Um, because I bet you both, it's one of those like triple agent type deals where like both sides know that he's working with both sides. Right. And only he knows who he's going to actually betray. Right. Uh, Frank in the chat says, Juliet was invisible. Oh, I thought he was saying Eve was invisible. <laughs> like, oh, right. She's invisible. You the one thing, the one thing yeah. I'll say about the wigs is I guess like because Juliet was a member, a, of, the community. A member of the community of Portland, like it helps hide her. So that you wouldn't, you don't have somebody like... Juliet, I haven't seen you. Like, what happened? My cat's sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that when she wears the hood or when she, like, has her hair wrapped in the glasses, yeah. I think that, like, the black wig with those things, much more discreet. Yeah. Um, and then the bright white one. The bright white one, the bright red one, the pink one. Like, yeah. girl, <laughs> they're bright colors. <laughs> what are you thinking? Just wants to look good while she's spying. I know to be fashionable. Yell, (laughs) or maybe it's like clearly um, I don't know fashion. (laughs) Maybe it's like the whole thing where sometimes uh, in stories when when strong characters go into battle, they always have like a big bright thing to be a beacon so that their teammates don't get attacked as much. So that since they are strong, everyone will automatically go to them so that blah 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 protection. Is that a thing? That's a very it's it's a big thing. Um, I'm clearly not a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, things. 
Yay. Um, yeah, I could see that. Um, all right, so uh, I want to keep, let's keep moving forward. Did we want to uh, talk about, did, did I want to share the Rachel Wood stuff now or later? Uh, yeah, let's do, uh, we should do that now. Okay. Um, so thank you to Grimaniac who sent me amazing Rachel Wood info. Rachel Wood, the redhead for everyone who's like the ginger. Um, she, we have the article from the Portland Tribune that Eve found. I got some excerpts. So, um, Rachel said, I felt a calling to make a bigger difference in the world. And she says, I remember being a kid and seeing the Berlin Wall come down and it was a huge event. Everyone was talking about it. And I finally asked my dad what bringing down that wall meant. And he told me how history was made overnight without anyone firing a shot. Ever since then, I was fascinated by how the world would change if the right people in the right place said the right things. Um, Yeah. So like basically she's in this article, which the um, it's. The headline is Rachel Wood, Rising Star, From Law Firm to Campaign Trail. Uh, And she basically is like, hey, hey, I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I'm going to tear down a wall. Yeah. Maybe it's Hadrian's wall. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. So, um, yeah, thank you to Grimaniac, Daniel, for sending us um, a little bit of insight into her motives and reasoning for being part of It's another piece of evidence that just like that Black Claw, for all their bad, like, for bad methodology. Methodology, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, they are ultimately fighting something that could be conceived, or could be perceived, rather, as the good fight. Like, mm-hmm. if they're fighting for freedoms. Like, Vessen have to live in secret. Who would want to live like that? Like, having to hide the potential, like, for most, most of them, the biggest part of who they are. Right. Keep it in secret. Like... That's the thing. It's like I'm sort of if if they are truly fighting for what we think they are, yeah. that like they want to outvest into the world. Right. I'm sort of on their side. It's just that I'm not again like for the way that they're going about it. Yeah. It's we've been. I mean, we've been talking about it all season. It's so silly um, that the show that we are on the wrong side of history in this <laughs> show. But it's a very interesting perspective to have. Yeah. Like when the good people are fighting the wrong side for the right reasons yeah. and the and the, the there are people fighting the right side for all the wrong reasons who right. knew who knew that grim would be such a deep freaking show us why yeah. do you think we've been <laughs> watching it for 5 seasons <laughs> oh, right cuz it's a deep show that's why we and watch. our awesome <laughs> followers who yeah. i'm going to give some shout outs to right now Yay! they know how awesome Woo! this show is and we got two more reviews on iTunes so thank you guys for Yay! going and uh, right in there you can go go onto iTunes hit us with a five star review it, it, it always makes our day better and it's a great way to help out the network raise the visibility of the show so that more fans can find it and more people can enjoy it like you do and more guests yeah, yeah. and it, it does help us with guests is we've got some more that we're working on mm-hmm. we're constantly working to get more guests in here that's how we got like Jeff Miller a few weeks ago who wrote the, today's episode it's all thanks to you yeah. and I want to thank specifically AJH2765GHT1283 uh, what was it? no uh, <laughs> who said wonderful I love your podcast you guys are the best um, and JJ4852 says fun 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 times. Uh, new listener to the last couple of months. Your enjoyment of Graham makes me look forward more to each Friday. Keep up the good work. I enjoyed Zach on the Muppets after my show. Wonderful host. Tari and Yell are great analysts. One question. <laughs> Does Tari do other AfterBuzz shows? Yeah. Yes, I do. I'm on the Supergirl After Show, the Flash After Show, the Arrow After Show, <laughs> and the Grimm After Show. Also, the 100. 
All right. Uh, also, we have a big shout out from yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our good friend Michael, who came to see us at WonderCon. So yeah. big shout out, thank he, you, Michael. He found us at WonderCon, and like it was very, it was cool to meet you. Yay. Thank you for thank you for uh, for watching all, all time and yeah. uh, being a fan. That's right, guys. See us at cons. Come mm-hmm. say hello. Yeah, if you see us wherever, <laughs> come say hey. <laughs> yeah, I like people. <laughs> Uh, that was frightening. Uh, <laughs> yells like eyebrows just now. I'm like, I'm going to move further away. Um, but you know what we should stay further away from yeah. that we have to talk about real quick yep. is lycanthropes. Yep. Yep. Um, so the, the vest of the week this week was basically the the grim version of werewolves, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. I thought this was a perfect way to tackle that myth. It's a disease yeah. that, that affects only bloopbots. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love, I love, I love the idea of bringing it in this way. I love the idea that we've had werewolves, or at least wolves, since the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. but we've never tackled the actual like moon howling yeah, werewolves. Right. So, what season are we in? Season five? five? That's awesome. Well, because we didn't need to, and they, they didn't need to force in werewolves or anything yeah. like right. I'm sure people assume just getting attacked by Bloopbot at random times, like that yeah. they were a werewolf, but to, there, that there are some that do tie to the moon or are more powerful because of the moon right. is very interesting. I, I really liked the um, the beats of this storyline because just when I thought I had, like, I was like, oh, so like, yeah, that guy's the werewolf. Like, I get yeah, whatever, I right. get it. And they twisted it, and I didn't see that twist coming at first. You didn't see that it was the mom? Hmm? You didn't see that it was the mom? I mean, I got it maybe a little before they like r- announced it yeah. on the show, um, but I, I, I was just—I thought they were just going with the basic pace. It—it it, it surprised me. Okay. Um, I mean, it wasn't like shocking. <laughs> I wasn't like, oh my god, I could not believe it. But it was like, oh, cool, nice, cool twist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of, uh, of Grim Werewolves? Sorry. Um, I- I, uh, I thought it was cool, like, because we've had other Vessen that are spe- specifically affected by certain conditions, like the, like the Krimpus and, uh, the, what was it? It was, they were like the, the gremlin the gremlin, kids. Gremlin kids. Yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. who ate the, uh, fruitcake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Christmas. So yep. Christmas. Christmas and Easter. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I like that that was, uh, a way to kind of further this whole thing and like, kind of like what you guys are saying that... It's it's we've had wolves this whole time, but to know like the origin of the mythology was really nice. Um, also, uh, I I liked the guy who played the son. He seemed like a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy. Well, yeah. he, he reminded me of uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Yes, Ventimiglia. Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Petrelli. So I want to see him in more <laughs> also, things. Also, <laughs> yes. Um, I really liked the um, almost. Nope, being human. The yes. being human uh, comparisons. We mm-hmm. were talking about it. Um, that they have that the mom has the like cage in her basement, which is also kind of like Buffy, where Oz had to be locked up. Yeah. Um. So I really liked, I really like being able to compare it to other shows that have werewolves. Yeah. Because I like TV. 
Yeah, no, I mean it was it was good. Like they, it was it was inter- like the interesting side of like where they like go like going into like the history of it, where like any children who had this disease, like they would like their parents would like put them down because it was considered so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot so about that. Up. Um, so no, but that's like, but it's dark. Like that's what medieval times was like. Not the restaurant. Um, <laughs> I was like, what's he there? Uh, no, but, you go and they just take out your kid. But like <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> Uh, in the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally uh, no, like in the Middle Ages, I should have said the in the Middle Ages, like it was not it was not the nicest time. Like things like that would be enough of a reason to just take the because like you've got to look out for the entire family, and that would be an incredibly dangerous because they are not controllable. Yeah. Um, but, like, we're in the modern era, and you don't do that anymore. Now you just lock them up once a month for every night for three days. Yeah. Um, or you drag a, a chicken around in the forest, and then they essentially sniff it until yeah. the dip morning. I will say, I'm a little... I know that, like, the sun comes comes back every month and all that, but I, I'm almost a little surprised that she didn't, like... The, they, like, make a point that the family has a lot of money... Mm-hmm. They come from like old Portland money, and they have this yeah. big house and stretch of lines. Like reinforce the day, door. This day and age, like, wouldn't you think like reinforce? Well, they said that the part of why it it broke was that not that it wasn't reinforced, but that like it hadn't been latched properly because it had to be done from the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Install it like an automatic like electronic door. Yeah. Right. That like locks for twelve hours once you go inside. Yeah. Like I feel room. like if you've got money. That and like this is like your life. Yeah, that's an investment piece. But also, like as we're seeing the door break, I'm like, girl, you have not updated that door in years. <laughs> yeah, though, girl. I, I feel like buying what you're talking about puts you on a list somewhere, though. If you're like, hey, I'm gonna buy this reinforced like time sensitive lock that's no. electric and stuff. Someone's gonna be like, that guy's murdering. No, people. no, no. They have money, therefore they all rich people have panic rooms. That's totally reasonable. But, like, this cabin out in the middle of the woods. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know what it's like having money. <laughs> um, Girl, reinforce the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're asking for a lot of, like, help to her, for her to stay safe. Yeah. Um, but I, And I'm going to ask you guys as we talk, like, and we'll talk about this as we go into predictions. Woo got scratched! Oh. Predictions, what's going to happen to him? Um... Predictions. Predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. So Wu's Wu's sick. Um, Uh, Potentially, he's well. He's got some kind of fever because of the moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Are we getting a woo wolf? A wolf. A wolf. A werewolf. A werewolf. I think that would be interesting. We got there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it'd be interesting, mostly because. Especially now that we're in, uh, we're kind of heading to the, toward the latter half. I guess we're in the latter half yeah. of the season. Um, we've just had uh, an episode before this one where a, a, a normal person kind of almost becomes a Vessin. And now we have Wu who stands to potentially become a Vessin as well. So, like, now the line between human and Vessin is getting blurred. We can kind of move into this this storyline about this organization that wants Vessin and humans to live in her, uh, I guess, happily uh, ever after, but to, what is the word I'm looking for? Integratedly. They want to live integratedly. <laughs> in an um, integrated society. Yeah. Grimaniac so. says it's a wootbad. 
Bloop button? Bloop oh, button. Bloop button. Bloop bloop button. button, yes. Um, sorry. Uh, somebody points out, Amber points out, the infection doesn't really make a lot of sense. Because let's break it down. The uh, lycanthrope uh, disease only affects bloop button. Mm-hmm. So being scratched, I'm not saying we can make new rules. I'm just saying so far the rules we have are that a human being scratched. I don't think they say that it doesn't affect humans. Just that like you can only be born with the condition. Because mm. that's the thing All is right. is the, 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 the lycanthrope blute bot mm-hmm. are born with that condition. It's right. not something that you like get. Mm-hmm. Um, but If you survive were- an attack, you can become. Yeah, okay. but werewolf myths. Right. Suggest like all suggest that getting bitten or scratched by a werewolf mm-hmm. will make you a make werewolf. you a werewolf. Maybe it doesn't go that far, mm-hmm. but it could make him sick. Yeah, like it might. Maybe it doesn't make him a blute bot, but maybe it does make him a lycanthrope. Mm. So he's not. He can't vogue as a blute bot, but once a month he, he becomes. He, he goes yeah. insane, or just or becomes or goes full distance and becomes a lycanthrope right. blue bot for just eight hours at a time. Once mm. a month with the rotation of the moon, sometimes you get real moody, you go insane, you bloat, you get angry, you want sweets. I get it. I see There's where he's going. There's a lot going. of blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that one. <laughs> um, yeah. No, makes total sense. Um, everyone in the chat, has, or a lot of people in the chat predicted that um, obviously the stick is going to cure him from this problem. I would like to see the stick not cure this problem. Yeah, I mean, well, he that's the thing is you can heal the wrong way. Mm. Just like a bone can set wrong, it might heal the scratch, oh. but not cure the disease. Ah. Mm. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how they use that power mm-hmm. and what it actually does to Wu as yeah. we go forward. And with that, it's to leave you with, in your mind, for another week. That has been the Grim After Show at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Uh, I've been your host, Zach Wilson. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz on a whole bunch of shows, including Sleepy Hollow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Daredevil. So excited to be talking about all these shows. Guys, why don't you... Tell people where they find you. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J, T A U R I J A Y, and all of the shows that I listed earlier in the show. <laughs> awesome. Yell people. Um, hey guys, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y A E L.tv. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, everywhere at yelltegel. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. Make sure you check out YouTube because there are interviews from this weekend at WonderCon with a lot of amazing shows. Also, um, I have a podcast. Yay, it's free. It's on iTunes. It's called Intimate Interrogations. It's as dirty as it sounds sometimes. Um, so check it out. Free Intimate Interrogations. That's it. All right, guys. We are the Grim After Show. And thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 